Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Amen. So last week, Pastor Joshua started a new sermon series called The Power of the Tongue. And the scripture he used was that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm a writer. I like words. I realize the power in the written and spoken word. That when I write a scene, I write fiction, I can cause you to cry or I can cause you to laugh. I can take you from reality into fantasy with words. And we do the same thing with the words that we speak. But I think the most important words that we speak are the words that we speak over ourselves. So this is the power of the tongue, self-talk. So What are you saying to yourself about yourself? We are going to start off in Judges chapter 6. And in Judges chapter 6, we are introduced to Gideon. I've talked about Gideon before. He's one of my favorite people in the Bible because I used to be a lot like Gideon. I had a lot of fleece that I used to fleece test for God. But um, he said, you're maturing now. I am not doing that fleece thing with you anymore. (laughs) So we're introduced to Gideon. In Judges chapter 6, and Gideon lived in an era before God uh, had ordained kings to rule Israel. He used judges to rule Israel at this time. And Gideon was the fifth king, fifth judge of Israel, right? However, I didn't start my timer. Sorry, Dominic. Um, I got no time, right? I can just... Ah, hallelujah. So Gideon was the fifth judge of Israel. However, when God came to Gideon with this assignment, with this job assignment, Gideon turned down the job offer. You imagine, God comes to you, Nelson. I got a job for you. I know you can do it. I've equipped you for it. Go in my strength. And you say, nah, bro, I ain't the one. You got me messed up with somebody else. I'm not exactly sure if that's how the exchange between Gideon and God went. So we're going to look at it in scripture. As I said, we are in Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 15. And we are in the NLT. I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation. And it says, Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezar. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. I'm going to pause there. Backstory. I love backstories. So why is Gideon threshing wheat in the wine wine press and not at the threshing floor to hide from the Midianites? So this was a period in Israelite history when they decided that they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to walk in disobedience. And God said, well, I can't I can cover you in disobedience. Uh, you done move from under the hedge. And so whatever happens, happens. And that is when we walk in disobedience, we're no longer under the hedge of protection of God. We decided to walk away from the hedge. So stay in obedience. It's the safest place to be. And also the Midianites are relatives of the Israelites. They are descendants of Midian, who was a son of Abraham, 
Yes, Abraham had more children. He had a second wife, Keturah, and Midian is one of those sons that he had with Keturah. So the Midianites and Israelites are relatives. So there goes your family drama. All right, verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. In the King James Version, it says, Mighty man of valor. I just like the way that that sounds, mighty man of valor. I'm praying for a mighty man of valor. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> Gideon replies, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? See how we blaming God? That ain't, that's you. Anyways, then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. God says, go with the strength you have. In other words, he's saying, I've already equipped you and I am sending you. Now, if God says to me, I'm sending you, I'm going to go ahead and go because I know he's, he's already equipped me. However, Gideon says in verse 14, in verse 15, but the Lord, but Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in all the tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. So like I said, God showed up to Gideon, you the man for the job, go with strength. I am sending you. And he says, I'm from the weakest, the weakest clan in the tribe of Manasseh, I am the least in my family, in my entire family. So I wanted to be clear about what is Gideon saying to this stranger because he doesn't know this person. He doesn't realize that it's the Lord that he's speaking to. So that's like, you know, you're saying to a stranger, I'm so dumb. I'm too dumb to some, solve that problem. Who says that about themselves? But here he is making this profession over himself. So I wanted to look at the Hebrew word for least. And that word is sair. S-I-R, and it means the young, little, or insignificant. Insignificant. Gideon was saying, I am insignificant. Why are you talking to me? This not for me to do, right? So we see what kind of self-esteem and self-image that Gideon had about himself that he would actually say this out loud to a stranger, right? And so Gideon's words could have voided the assignment that God had for him. But thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. And if you read the rest of this, you will see how gracious God is with Gideon. Far more gracious than me, because I'd have been like, you know what, you're right, you are insignificant, and I'm moving on to the next person. But thank God for his grace. So we see that we can disqualify ourselves from the assignment God has for us with negative self-talk. On New Year's Eve, Pastor Joshua said, the anointing is the assignment. The anointing is the assignment. I believe that in 2023, the Holy Spirit is activating assignments. But we can cancel that activation with the things we say about ourselves that don't align with what God says about us. Example, we might say, God may give us an assignment. And you say, I can't do that. 
but that does not align with scripture because Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Or God gives you this sign me, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm guilty of this, but I've learned. I don't know what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. Zechariah 4 says, it is not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who leads us, guides us, instructs us, and empowers us. So it doesn't matter what you know or don't know. You can ask. The Bible says you want wisdom, ask for it. You want instruction, ask for it. You have the Holy Spirit, just ask for it. So... Last Sunday, Pastor Joshua also said that we create worlds with our words. We create worlds with our words. God, in the beginning, in the very first chapter of the Bible, I hope you've got that far, um, he says, (laughs) in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and earth was our form and void, and he spoke. He said, let there be light, and there was light. So we see God sets precedence. For the power of our words that when we speak, we create worlds. So if when we speak, we create worlds around us, what about the world that is coming out of us? So when we speak, we're creating ourselves. Are our words building us up or are our own words tearing us down? What are we saying with our words? A few years ago, a few short years ago, short, short years ago, I was in my late 20s, I was about to be 30, and God was just showing me some things about myself that he needed to fix, uh, purge, clean, transform. Uh, I am reluctant. I was reluctant to change, so God had to trick me. He had to get it in unexpectedly to get me to go through this process. So, I was, one day, I went to this bookstore, and I was in the cafe, and I was reading and drinking a latte. This is when I drank coffee. I don't drink that stuff anymore. Um, So I'm drinking coffee and reading my book, um, and I look up through the window, and there's this motorcycle. And I'm not a motorcycle person. I don't know nothing about motorcycles. I don't even really notice them. I noticed this one. It was white. It was shiny. It was kind of off-white. It was shiny. It had, like, little speckles of sparkle in it <laughs> so I can pay attention to it. And I said, oh, my, that's pretty. Very nice. And then the guy on the motorcycle got off the motorcycle and took off his helmet. And I said, oh, my, that's very nice. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. He's handsome. My, my, my. That was my conscious thought. But subconsciously, I had a thought that followed right behind it. But it was subconscious. I was not really cognizant of it at the time. And that thought was, he would never be interested in me. And I went back to doing what I was doing. I left the bookstore. I made another stop. And how about, I saw a man that was finer than the man I saw before. I said, the Lord God made this man in his image and in his likeness. And God said it was good. And I said, amen. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so fine. And so the guy, he was like kind of like looking at me. And I was like trying not to look at him. I was like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Like, why would I do that? A fine guy is looking at you. Why are you saying don't look at you? Don't look at you. And I had the same thought. Don't look at me because I don't think that. 
a guy like you would be interested in me, right? Subconscious thought. I leave, I get in my car, I'm driving home, probably listening to Mary Mary or something. I'm driving, and the Holy Spirit says, um, Kendi. I said, yes, Holy Spirit. Uh, why, why don't you think those men would be interested in you? I would like to tell you that I answered the Holy Spirit, but I didn't. I ignored the Holy Spirit. I've repented. He's forgiven me. Um, no offense. He's the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have a spirit of offense, and neither should we. Um, so I didn't answer him. I went home. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. Same question. I said, okay, so you're, you're not, you're not going to leave, you're not going to leave this alone. You're going to, I'm going to answer, I'm going to have to answer this question because I realized that God wanted to take me through a process, a hard process, a painful process, but I needed to get to the bottom of why did I have this thought pattern about myself and really go, going through a lot of it. The main thing was that I didn't think I was worth it. I didn't think I was worthy of the attention of somebody that I thought was fine, handsome, lovely. Anyways, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that. And so when, once God showed me that, the Holy Spirit began to tell me who I am in Christ Jesus. He began to tell me that I am a queen, that I am royal, that I am worthy because I'm worth more than rubies to him. And so I began to say that to myself, I am a queen. I am royalty. I am worth more than rubies. Now you guys know where the queen stuff comes from. I started to write it down. It was in my signature and my email. I just had it everywhere, but I would say it over and over again. When I look at myself, when I got dressed, you're a queen. You're a queen. You're royal. You're worthy. So as I began to rehearse that and recite it and repeat it to myself, I began to believe it, and then I started to become it. And then everybody else started to respond to me the way I showed up in the world. Because I started to show up in the world more confidently as a daughter of the Most High God. So I, I attribute that change or a part of that change to saying it out loud. Say, telling myself who God says that I am. Every time a thought came that you're not worthy... No, I'm a queen. I'm royalty. I am worth far more than rubies. When you repeat a thing, you become a thing. When you repeat a thing, and that's good or bad, when you repeat a thing, you become a thing. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as you think in your heart, you become because you're speaking it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You become what you speak. So you have to change the narrative that you're telling yourself about yourself and the narrative you portray into the world, right? And I would always wonder, I didn't say this in the first service, I would always wonder why if he is broke down, if he don't have no teeth in his mouth, can't string together two sentences, he's going to have all the confidence in the world come try to talk to me, right? But how am I showing up in the world that would say, Come talk to me. Am I showing up as a queen? And he's like, wait, hold on. Now. She got herself together. I'm going to have to get myself together first. Right? So how are we, because of the narrative that we're telling ourselves, how are we showing up in the world? We call ourselves sons and daughters of God. Are we showing up as sons and daughters of God? 
So instead of rehearsing the negative things, whatever those negative things are, things that your, your mama might have told you, ex-boyfriend might have said, a teacher might have said, or just thoughts that you have that you don't know where that came from, but they don't align with what God said. And instead of rehearsing those things, rehearse what God says about you out loud. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What is that word that God is saying to you that you need to say out loud? And sometimes we don't even have the audacity or the boldness. We're like, wait, hold on. Like God will speak a word to us. Like, hold on. That's, that's too big for me, God. I can't, you know, we can't see it. But just like Gideon, if God is, God is telling Gideon that you go in strength, I am sending you. And he didn't, he couldn't get it. And sometimes God tells us stuff, and he shows us stuff. And we're like, I, like, is that really for me? Well, my goodness. God is like, I'm showing it to you, and I'm telling you, what is your name, Kendi? And so we have to have the boldness and the audacity to be able to say it out loud. Because then it becomes real, and it builds our faith, and then we can become it. We live in a world with so much noise. I call it noise. It's messaging from social media, from advertisements, from mainstream media, from music. It's all this messaging. It's telling us what to wear. It's telling us what to say. It's telling us what homes to buy, who we should be dating, how we should be dating them. It's telling us who we should cancel, who we shouldn't cancel. So it's all of this messaging that's coming. And a lot of times that messaging affects how we view ourselves because we start to compare ourselves to the things that we're seeing. That's not real, by the way. That stuff's not real. And we start to compare ourselves to it. And when we're not living up to that standard, you start to say, well, I'm not enough or I need this and then I can do this. I need to achieve this and then I can become this. But is that what God is saying? God's words about us should be the greatest influence in our lives. God's words about us should be the greatest influence in our lives. He is the influencer. And our words should echo his words. Our words should echo his words. I was reading in Ephesians. I was studying. I am studying Ephesians. But I was in chapter 2. And I came to verse 10, and God really spoke to me out of that verse um, something that I never saw before or heard before from him. And I was reading it in the New Century Version, um, but then I read it in the NLT, and I was like, yeah, this is what God is saying. And then Prophet Eddie sent it to me in the Passion Translation. So y'all read all of those. Go read the New Century Version. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation and check out the Passion Translation as well. And it says, for we are God's masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. So when I read that, we are God's masterpiece. What I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, and I believe he's saying it to you too right now, you are enough. You are enough. I created you a masterpiece. I don't care what anybody has said to you, you are enough. You are God's masterpiece. I don't care if they called you ugly. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You are God's 
masterpiece. You are enough. Somebody told you you don't know how to speak. You will be up here. You are God's masterpiece. You are enough. His word says, I didn't say it. God said you are his masterpiece. He created you anew in Christ Jesus. You can do the things that he has planned for you to do. If he has called you to preach the gospel, and you're like, I don't even know the Bible, start studying it. Start studying, studying it. You can do the things that he's called you to do. If he called you to be a prophet, he's like, I don't know how to hear from God. You will start hearing from God. You will, and you can do the things that he has called you to do. You are enough. We may not realize how powerful our words are, but guess who does? Satan. He knows he was there in the beginning. He knows that when we speak, things happen. So he's going to try to get you to shut up or say the wrong thing. His strategy is to get us to say the wrong things, to get us out of alignment with what God says, and to cancel that activation. And then we don't even realize that we're saying the wrong thing. So we have to pay attention to what we say about ourselves. Like, I used to say I'm clumsy. Like, if I knock something over, I was like, I'm so clumsy. And that doesn't seem like a big thing, but I was always knocking stuff over. Always, God, thank you, this doesn't happen anymore. Falling down. I'll tell you a quick, funny story, because I can laugh at myself. So I would, I would always be, like I said, um, knocking stuff over or falling down. So one day I went to the Dadeland Mall, out of my jurisdiction, territory. I don't go far, that far south. But my best friend's aunt had come into town to see a doctor, and it was down that way. And then she wanted to go to the mall afterwards. <laughs> she wanted to go to the mall afterwards. I'll get it out. And so we went to the mall, and so we're walking, like, towards J.C. Penney. And I just, I don't know what happened. I did not trip. I, I fell. I fell. So I fell. And they just kept walking. And they're like, they're just like walking. Like people in the store rushed to help me. From outside, they rushed to help me. And I'm like laughing so hard, I'm crying. Because they're just like walking. And then they realize, well, where's Kendi? And then they come running back to help me. So anyways, I had a remedy. God gave me a remedy for that. Instead of me saying, I'm clumsy, because then that would be like, if I, if I fell or I knocked something over, I would, as an explanation, I would say, I'm clumsy. So I removed that from my speech, and I said, I'm graceful. I am so graceful. And thank the Lord, I have not fallen down. <laughs> I have not, because I am graceful. So we had to see, I said that to say, it's the little things that we're saying that we're coming into agreement with, and we wonder why those things keep happening, because we're declaring them. We're saying them, and so they keep happening. So we have to pay attention to what we're saying about ourselves. What's our most frequent I ams? I'm tired. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. The word, the Hebrew word for I am is haya, H-A-Y-A. And this is the word God used to describe himself in Exodus chapter 3. When Moses, when he told Moses, go on, tell, go on and tell my children, they're going to come up out of Egypt. And Moses said, who should I say sent me? And God said, tell them I am that I am sent you. 
And so Haya is that word. And Haya means to come to pass or come into being. So we have to be so, so careful. Pastor Joshua talked about it last week about when we name our children. Like words have meaning. Like it's not just a word. Like I am is not just a word. You're saying and it will come to pass. So if you're saying I'm sick, it'll come to pass. If you're saying I'm broke, it'll come to pass. If you said I can't, it'll come to pass. I'm afraid, it'll come to pass. It will be just as easy. It takes just as much effort for me to say I am the righteousness of God. It'll come to pass. I'm healthy. It'll come to pass. I'm whole. It'll come to pass. I have the mind of Christ Jesus. It'll come to pass. And we see the example of these I am's from Jesus because he has some I am's too. And the thing about Jesus is he didn't hesitate because some of these, these, some of these, I'm like, you said that Jesus to the people? All right. And he's because it's what his father said about him. And his words echoed what his father said about him. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. And all of those are in the book of John. Out of the study to figure out why they all in John and not the rest of the Gospels, but that's another rabbit hole for another day. But imagine if Jesus had not said these things. These are foundational things to our faith that we repeat and we stand on. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. What if he hadn't said that? It wouldn't have been written, it wouldn't have been recorded, and we wouldn't have it to stand on. So he had no fear in saying who God said he was, and we should not either. We have to remind ourselves daily of who God says that we are. And those things, I say those daily over myself. I am in good health and prosper even as my soul prospers. I say that every day. I have the mind of Christ Jesus because these people out here will try you. I have the mind of Christ Jesus. <laughs> I am not afraid because God has not given me a spirit of fear but a power of love and of a sound mind. I am bold and I am courageous. And you, have, you can't wait for anybody else to speak these things over you. You speak it to yourself first because sometimes people telling you stuff and it's not, it's not from God. But you don't know it's from God if you're not listening to him and searching him out in his word. So tell yourself, I am God's masterpiece. I can do the good things that he has planned for me to do. I will do the good things that God has planned for me to do. Repeat it after me. I am God's masterpiece. I can do the good things he planned for me. I will do the good things he's planned for me. I am, I can, I will. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. I just want to seal this in a word of prayer. There are things that God may have said to you, that people may have said to you that don't align with what God has said to you and you've come in agreement with it. If there's anything that you've come in agreement with that does not align with the word of God about yourself over your life and you want to renounce it, I'm going to ask you to come to the altar to renounce those things. If, if you've come in agreement with, I'm going to be broke. 
you need to renounce it. Or I'm, gonna, or I'm sick, you need to renounce it. Those things have already gone forth into the atmosphere. And so it's creating. We already said we create our world with our words. So we need to renounce those things to cancel it in the name of Jesus. If you've come in agreement with, I am a liar. No, I'm not. I speak the truth. You have to cancel it in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for the truth in your word, Lord God, the truth that sets us free, the truth that liberates us, the truth that delivers us. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I release the spirit of truth in this place right now, Lord God, for things, Lord God, we may not even realize that we've come in alignment with and come in agreement with, Lord God. Holy Spirit, reveal those things to us, Heavenly Father, Lord God, so that we can come out of agreement with them, Lord God, and come in agreement with your truth, Lord God, and have those things activate in our lives in the name of Messiah Yeshua, Lord God. I thank you that you've made us your masterpieces, Lord God, that you have purposes and plans for us, Lord God, that we will decree and declare, Lord God, that you're taking us, Lord God, out of dry places, Lord God, that you're taking us, you're bringing us out of Lodabar in 2023, Lord God. You're activating gifts and talents in us, Heavenly Father, Lord God. You're promoting us and elevating us, Heavenly Father, Lord God, in this season and in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I come, Lord God, against low self-esteem, Lord God, that would have us, Lord God, denying what you've called us to, Lord God. And I release, Lord God, God esteem over your people right now in the name of Messiah Yeshua. I come, Lord God, against every lie, every deception of the enemy, Lord God, that's gone forth, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And I pull down those lies right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Words that are hovering, over people like a heavy cloud, Lord God, that parents have spoken over children, Lord God. We come against it and we command it to go right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I ask the wind of your anointing, Lord God, to blow those clouds away right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, so they are able to see, Lord God, who you've called them to be, Heavenly Father, Lord God, so that they can hear, Lord God, your voice instructing them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lord God. I come, Lord God, against any spirit that is prohibiting your people, Lord God, from hearing your voice, Lord God. I come against it, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and I decree and declare, Lord God, that they will hear what you're saying, Lord God, and their words will echo your word about them in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Their words will echo your words about them in the name of Jesus. I pray that each and every person is activated into the assignment that you have for them in 2023, Lord God. There are people, Lord God, that you're taking, Lord God, into new territory, Heavenly Father, Lord God, to take dominion for the kingdom, Lord God. There are people, Lord God, that you're elevating into new positions, Lord God, so that your name can be glorified, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the word that you're releasing, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that people, Lord God, who desire to be married, Lord God, that I'm calling in a bumper crop of marriages in 2023 in the name of Jesus. You will do what you say you will do, Lord God. Your word does not return unto you void. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Father, we thank you for your word that was released today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the new thing that you're doing in each and every one of us, Lord God. We know that this word, Lord God, is a seed that was planted in our hearts, Lord God, that it will bring forth, Lord God, good fruit, Lord God, as we water it, Lord God, with your word. Heavenly Father, Lord God, and we expect to see the harvest of your word in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.